Welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whitehouse, and I'm so grateful that you have decided to spend a little bit of time with me and my guests to learn a little something. I have a fantastic network of amazing people who make my life richer in so many ways. They make my personal life better, my business life better, my whole life better, and I want to share their stories and their teachings with you so that you can make your life better as well. We are all meant to do great things in our particular domains, and I hope that some of what you learned today may help you to live in your greatness. Welcome to the Guy Who Knows the Guy podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows the guy himself. Today's guest is Karen Etchells of Innovast Digital Marketing. You may remember her because she was the interview in episode number one, the very first interviewee on the Guy Who Knows the Guy podcast. Boy, a lot of things have happened since then, both with the podcast and in the world and in my business and all kinds of places. Things are very, very different. But Karen still knows her stuff when it comes to marketing. And of course, she is going to be on the podcast today because she is one of our guests at Conference 21. Karen is actually one of the original guests. I tried to put on a live event called the Southeast Connecticut Business Conference, and she was going to be one of the guests there. Unfortunately, that did not come together, partly because of geography. And one of the challenges we don't have the Conference 21 is people don't need to make it to a live location at a certain time. They just have to get to their computers in the comfort of their own homes as long as they have internet. So that's one of the great things why Conference 21 is going to be a lot bigger than the Southeast Connecticut Business Conference was, uh, by which, and by bigger, I mean it's going to run. But Karen has all kinds of great thoughts and ideas and strategies and suggestions about marketing and getting a message out and building a business. She's got things for you if you are a business owner, if you are maybe in politics or have a cause or any message that's important to you to get out to the community and to get out to the market. Karen has strategies and ways you should listen to that will be helpful. And of course, you should come to Conference 21 this weekend as this episode comes out. Conference21.com. It is only $21. It's worth $21 just to see Karen alone. And then there's going to be 30-something more speakers and all the networking. So, no-brainer. Conference21.com, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 19th, 20th, and 21st. Now, maybe you're listening to this later, because maybe you don't hear the podcast right when it comes out. Still go to conference21.com because the next one is going to be May 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Also $21. Don't know how big it's going to be. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be bigger. We're talking to a lot of exciting people to get involved in that. So definitely something to be involved in. And, uh, of course, got the networking coming up between. But enough blah, blah, blah about Conference 21. You'll hear more about that later during the show and in between. Let's get on to our awesome interview with Karen Etchells of Innovast Digital Marketing. I'm here today with Karen Etchells of Innovast Digital Marketing. Welcome back, Karen. How are you? Hi, Michael. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, so those of you who have been listening to the podcast since the beginning may recall that episode one was also with Karen Etchells, but at that time, she was not a speaker at Conference 21 because we hadn't even thought of Conference 21 yet. But now she is a speaker at Conference 21 and thus back on our series of speakers. So very exciting to have you here. Uh, for those who have not been listening all the way back to episode one, share with the folks what a bit about what you do. Sure. Innovast Digital Marketing builds websites. We create content that ranks highly on search engines and provide social media management services. Okay. And what sets you apart? I, I believe there's a couple other people in that field. Um, 
Would, would that be an accurate statement? <laughs> yes. Uh, so well, what sets you apart from the the other uh, 1.7 million uh, social media people out there in the world? Yeah. So we do build websites and I work a lot with independent professionals and help them to get their name out there for who they are, you know, their personal brand as mm-hmm. well as their business. And I'm a specialist in content marketing. So beyond just knowing the right code for the back end to get the functionality in the website and beyond just building beautiful websites, the content is really what carries the audience through and the call to action is what inspires them to make contact and generate leads. So that's how I specialize in building websites a little bit differently. And I don't just look at the website, but how it is connected, your whole digital marketing footprint online, you know, the imprint that if somebody Googles your business name, what's going to come up, it shouldn't just be your website. It should be other mentions of your business online, your reviews, your social media presence. If you are someone building a personal brand, you have articles out there. Are you a resource for others? And are people writing about you? That kind of thing. So we help to get your name out there and your business out there. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I I know whenever I meet someone and I Google their name and nothing comes up, I'm always highly suspicious. First off, if they're a real person, Um, for those of you who know me personally, you'll know that I have, apparently I'm very popular among uh, international scammers, at least my face is. And uh, my picture is commonly commonly stolen. Lots uh, of fake Michaels out there. Too many fake Michaels. Yes. If you're friends with me on Facebook, I have a, uh, I actually just uploaded my 50th fake Michael photo of a fake account. But, <laughs> but, th- but that's, that's what they say. You know, there's a lot of telltales about the fake accounts that makes them pretty easy to tell the fake ones if you're canny about it. But on the flip side, I've met real people who I know are real, who, when I look at them online, I'm like, I'm not sure if you're real. <laughs> because they have yeah. such such, a, such a, a narrow footprint on the internet. Well, that's the thing too. I mean, a lot of those you can truly identify that they're fake because they're just too canned. You, you know, for me, I can I can see when I get a fake friend request because you know it's a doctor, somebody in the military, someone with a foreign sounding name, or you know, there's just too many clues. They're widowed, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But working um, on an oil platform. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but but being authentic is really like I've had a few clients that were hesitant to put out themselves personally, you know, and relate that to their business. However, that's what differentiates them. It's like what differentiates me from what a, every other web developer. But when I connect with others online, I give them a little bit of glimpse of who I am personally. And those little details help people to remember you. Absolutely. Yeah. It, and I think about like the, my approach to, to music. Most of the bands that I really like is because I'm personally friends with the musicians oh. as opposed to, and then there's some that I've heard on Pandora that I like their sound, but the ones that I'm actually a fan of and would buy their music and buy their stuff and wear their t-shirts. I, I only own t-shirts of bands that I personally know. Oh, um, there you go. Actually, oh. Of course, you know, being the guy who knows the guy is kind of how I roll, but uh <laughs> Yes. So, so, so what are some, uh, some suggestions you would have for people to, to build that uh, personal brand and to, to get their humanity across on the computer platforms? Well, for example, in the beginning of Facebook, 
I would only connect with people I really knew um, in real life um, that I that I would see on a regular basis, like my family and close friends. Uh, as my business has grown, my my personal brand has has grown, and I think that part of that is because. First off, you don't put anything on Facebook or any social media platform that you wouldn't be concerned about anybody finding, right? Mm -hmm. So you put out little tidbits about your interests or challenges that you're going through in life. It's like, I just had eye surgery. So I've had people reaching out and asking questions about that. Uh, I walk my dogs every day. So a lot of times I'll have little videos of my dog swimming in the pond, you you know, or or some adventures on our, our walk, little things like that, that you know, some might think, eh, that's not important stuff. Why would anybody care? But the thing is, when you put yourself out there and share little bits of your personal life, other people can relate to that. I have other dog lovers who, if I don't post a picture of my poodles for, for some time, they'll say, hey, what happened to your poodle pictures? You know, you're mm-hmm. still walking the dog. So they're, they're looking for it. They see it. They they recognize you. They enjoy little aspects of your life. I like Michael, I love how you put your, your little girl out there, your daughter and how yep. cute she is and the little adventures sometimes when she's playing. And I think a lot of working parents can relate to you on that. So mm-hmm. those kind of things, sharing little bits of your life can really help to humanize you, make you more approachable and make people want or feel safe to connect with you. Yeah, I definitely find that with the the engagement numbers for a live video I do with her, with my daughter, versus, say, a live video that I do that's just me talking about some useful topic. Um, there's generally more people will follow and comment on on that than um, than just than just something I'm sharing. Yeah. So it's all about building that know, like and trust to make you approachable, because I know anybody could choose any web developer out there. But if they feel like they have confidence in me, they can relate to, yeah, I'm a human. I have some of the same challenges that you have. You know, I'm a small business person. I know some of the challenges you're facing, you know, in that respect. So I get you. And if they know you, you kind of get it with them, then they'll want to do business with you. They trust you. Yeah. And so another thing that people are running into a lot of these days is, uh, sharing opinions, the social yeah. media is an interesting opinion space, and and the, the the conventional wisdom was always you know keep your politics out of business. Um, but one of the challenges is when your personal page is your business page because people are going to say, hey, who runs this place? Uh, oftentimes, it's either stay silent on politics entirely or or lean into that. Um, I know that some some businesses are doing that. Intentionally, I know there's like a pizza place down in this area who has noted liberal tendencies of the owner. And so a lot of conservatives don't want to eat there, but a lot of liberals will eat there specifically because they identify with with the owner. Um, and so talk a little bit about how, you know, the, the strategy one might employ when deciding if and how to uh, use, uh, you know, to talk about politics, talk about religion, talk about anything that could be controversial yeah. and divisive. I mean, certainly if it's something that you feel very strongly about, or if you are a media personality, for example, I mean, one of my clients is a radio talk show host, so he's putting out his opinions all the time, but that's what differentiates him and his audience is drawn to him because they share similar thoughts. It depends on the kind of business that you're 
involved in and whether it's going to help you or hurt you. Like, you know, the, the cake lady that didn't want to make a wedding cake for a lesbian couple, you just alienated not only people who are lesbian couples, but everybody who supports them. So if mm-hmm. you can afford to lose that business, well, it's going to hurt your business. You know, it's it's um, it, it depends on what kind of service you're providing. And, you know, in, in general, I advise small business people will stay away from politics and religion. But unless that's how you differentiate yourself and you're looking to attract that audience, you know, it, it might help you or hurt you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like working with dynamite. You know, if you do it yeah. right, you can blast out a road or a a, a space to, to build in. You do it wrong, you're going to bring down your whole whole building and have shards of stone flying everywhere. There you so go. That, that could be. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 definitely it's a high energy, um, high energy kind of thing. And of course, that's a challenge too. Is oftentimes businesses will end up uh, going afoul of something purely by accident. Yeah. Uh, you know, they'll they'll share something that they think is funny that isn't or someone will comment something they won't engage well with with those kinds of um you know engage well with the comments or offend somebody in that way and then they get their whole yeah uh, that can that can happen a lot with uh reviews and how you respond to reviews that is another area of our business where we can help people to either build a business or help to recover from you know sometimes uh business people will take it personally if they get a bad review on their business and Mm -hmm. they respond in an attacking mode, but you have to remember that others are watching and they're getting an impression of who you are in how you craft that response. So to have somebody, you know, when when people work with me, you can use me as a sounding board. Let's, let's talk together about what's the best way to respond. Let the customer know that you're concerned about, what their issue is and you're going to work to resolve it and make it a win-win, you know, so that, so that you're showing that you care, even though you're feeling wounded about what they said, you know, you still have to look at the bigger picture and how it's going to help you or hurt you in how you respond. So you do have to be careful about your online reputation. Well, I think that's that's a a huge thing kind of hinting at there is that everything you're doing is for an audience. So I think, Sometimes people get into, I'm arguing with the person I'm arguing with, but really you're never going to change that person's mind. You're probably not right. going to make them feel anything, but everyone's watching you have this conversation. So you need to be crafting that message. And this is whether it's it's with a review or a political argument or whatever it is, you need to be thinking about not how is the person you're talking to going to receive this message because because they're it, it, it's more like a boxing match. You know, you're, right. you're not so much thinking about about the opponent, you're thinking about how does how do the ten thousand people in Madison Square Garden feel about what they're watching? Yes. How are you coming across to your audience, and mm-hmm. that's really what matters there. Yeah, yeah, I, I've had a, a number of times where I've engaged with people on in, in comments and been able to come out pretty well. Of course, the person I'm talking to is you know impervious to facts and arguments, but then I'll see other comments around it will come on and be like, oh yeah, 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 at Michael Whitehouse, right on, well put. Great point. I got a private message. Someone says, "Oh, I don't want to get in that argument, but I liked what you said." Yeah. And it's because, be, because I'm kind of stepping back and saying, "Okay, let me. If I can sound like the bigger, the bigger person in this conversation, then my message is going to carry." Uh, and so they'll let, let them rant and ramble and and call me names and swear at me all they want because that serves 
And yes, you know, I think same thing with a review too. Is, is if someone has a one star review, and depending on the platform, if you can go back and forth, you know, if it's a poor review and they say this is terrible, they're totally rude, blah blah, and you respond politely, I'm terribly sorry you feel that way. Please give us a call. I'd love to help you know, help make this right for you. Yes. Um, and then they respond with profanity and anger that anyone look at that and be like, okay, the guy's just a nut, whatever. Oh yeah. Care. You can see yeah. that too, but it's always a good idea to invite them. If it's going sideways, you know, yep. when you're responding, invite that person to call or connect with you offline because Absolutely. what you're doing is you're putting the focus. You could have a hundred positive reviews if that one negative review has all that conversation under it, it rises to the top because it's getting a lot of engagement and it's attracting more eyeballs because everybody's talking there. You know, yep. so if you have all that activity happening, it's going to take that negative review and put it at the top of your list. And that's not what you want. So <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Although sometimes it, I'm reminded of a that there's a Mexican restaurant in uh, Westerly. Uh, and they, I think it was, I can't remember if it was when, when Trump was first elected or the impeachment, one of those um, major events. And they, they did something which was, was fairly anti-Trump. Uh, and a local state senator, state representative, someone in politics actually put on their blog calling them out saying, hey, look at them, they're being political yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And, and this is you know, a little Mexican place, not that small, but you know, downtown Westerly, probably not really well-known statewide. And all of a sudden, they are on. People in Providence are talking about this little restaurant, uh, and, yeah. and and they did kind of duck and cover. They took down their Facebook page and whatnot. But I am sure that people drove down from across the. You know, Rhode Island's not that big, but I'm sure people drove down from across the state to be like, "Hey, I kind of like your politics. I'm going to get a burrito here. Let's see what you like." What happens um, when you're in the news, but you don't always want to be in the news for negative reasons. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, certainly not something you could ever do on purpose uh, to to try to, to bring in. Um, so we're going to take a quick break now, and uh, I'm going to share, you know, promote something, probably Conference 21. I, I always add that in post-production, so I never know at this moment what I'm going to, okay. what you're going to hear next. But they're going to hear something. It's going to have some music, and it's going to be something they want to hear about. So we'll be right back after this with Karen Etchell of Innovast Digital Marketing. Sure enough, you're going to hear about Conference 21 once again. I was right in pre-production. Conference 21 is this weekend, February 19th, 20th, and 21st. We have dozens of great speakers. We have networking. It's just like going to an in-person event without the cost and the inconvenience. When you get to a live conference, what do you do? You go down to the lobby, you chat with some people, you schmooze a bit, you get up the next morning, maybe you have breakfast, meet some more people, make some more connections. Then you get on to the conference and on to the content. And then that evening, make some more connections, go out to the bar, the wine tasting, whatever it's going to be. Well, that's what we are simulating through the virtual environment. The big difference is you're not spending $2,100. You're not even spending $200. It's just $21 to get all the speakers, all the networking, all the everything. So conference21.com, February 19th, 20th, and 21st. Check it out. It's going to be awesome. So we're back with Karen Etchells of Innovast Digital Marketing. She's returning for her second interview on the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast now because she is going to be a speaker at Conference 21, which you can find out about at conference21.com. We have dozens of great speakers, including Karen here, and tickets are only $21. What a deal. Um, so 
Uh, Karen, you said you want to talk a little bit about social media marketing plans. And, um, you know, it's always good to, to know what you're doing instead of just kind of flailing around, as I often do in my own marketing. Um, so, so talk a little about social media marketing plans and what, uh, what that entails. Sure. So as I said earlier, we do build websites, but once your website is up and, and it, it's functioning, you want to drive traffic to that website. And we all realize that people are hanging out on social media platforms. So it's a natural fit to market yourself on social media. However, people are not spending time on social media to do, you know, search out a business or a service and not necessarily there for that reason. That's why it's important to have engaging content that really grabs people, educates, entertains, inspires them in some way, motivates them. Uh, so, so that's a service that Innovast provides. Uh, we craft content that helps your business to be found online. Even some of the content that are on social channels can be found on search engines. So we integrate keywords and that kind of thing. And it just helps to attract people into your website so that that's where, you know, we've set it up for leads to happen, but people get to know, like, and trust you from seeing your content online on a regular basis. And so you have to put out quality content that has value. And, and so that's a service that I do help uh, many of my clients with, with that management are we able to do video marketing through social channels? And, and that's become real popular. And, and again, helping people to grow their personal brands when making a video, showing a little bit about themselves or video testimonials, what their clients and customers have to say about them. And, and it's been working it, it's very, very nicely uh, when, when you have all the pieces working together. So when you say content, obviously the content shouldn't just be buy my stuff. Buy my stuff. That's exactly it. Stuff. That's so, pretty boring. Yeah. So, so what what should the content be? What what should people be? Well, know, putting in it? and how often should they be posting it? You should be posting every day, and it's it's just that you have to you you want to position yourself as the go to expert for what you do. Like niche down. It's just like if I just said I'm a web developer. Well, there's lots of those. Um, you have to niche down. Who do you serve? How do you do it differently? And what's going to make people want to hear you? Like you said, if you're just saying, you know, I'm selling you something all the time, nothing's going to turn off an audience quicker than that. Mm -hmm. But do something in a surprising way. Educate people about what you do and why. Um, you, you know, we recently did a series of videos for uh, Michelle Dempsey, and she's a Title 19 specialist. She helps families to apply for Medicaid benefits, that seems pretty dry, you know, mm -hmm. it seems kind of like a boring thing. And if she just kept putting out there, I help people with their Medicaid applications, it's like, nah, okay. When you hear these videos and how she has touched people's lives when they're faced with having to put a parent in a nursing home and how emotional they are to have to do that and then have to deal with piles of paperwork those videos are just a perfect example of how video marketing on social channels, and they're just starting to go out this week, mm -hmm. but they're magical because I'm listening to this video and I'm getting goosebumps because of how this lady is 
holding back her emotion of how she was helped and what it meant to her. And how else can you get that out there if you just say what you do? But how do you really touch people's lives? And if you can tell those stories on social media, people will want to follow you because it's enriching. It's, it's, it's enlightening to know how people are helped, how lives are touched, you know, the human to human emotion and connections there. And you build upon that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so, so with Michelle, I mean, that obviously is, makes a lot of sense tying in that. Although one of the, the things that there's not a lot of title, um, title 19 specialists out there. Uh, but what about if someone is say, uh, you know, a life insurance agent, a car salesman, uh, uh, a realtor, one of those highly, uh, commoditized fields, not commoditized, sure. very competitive where, you know, you can get your life insurance from any of, of a thousand people and they all might even sell the same products. Uh, so for someone like that, how would you, that's exactly uh, why you want to grow your personal brand because mm-hmm. they are selling products that so many others are selling as well. So what you want to do is say, say you were the guy that always wore a bow tie or mm-hmm. had crazy socks or, uh, drove a pink car, I don't know, whatever it is, something yep. that makes you stand out and makes you different personally. And it's always a conversation starter, like something like that. Oh, why are you wearing that funny tie? Well, uh-huh. there might be a story behind it. And telling stories helps people to relate on anything that they might have in common or anything that's highly unusual. If they can remember your story, they're more likely to remember you. So Absolutely. telling those stories is how you can really get your brand out there and remembered. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about that because one of my clients is an uh, insurance agent. And, and we're talking about, about what, uh, you know, how to talk about insurance because, you know, yay, insurance, that sounds fascinating. <laughs> um, but she was telling me that, that she says, you know, everyone should have life insurance. And I don't even care if they buy it from me. I just care that everyone has it. Right. And that's, and you know, I can hear the passion in her voice as she's saying this. I'm like, that, that's your message right there. You need to get that out there. Don't, you know, don't talk about return of premium and all this, yeah. you know, the, the, the details of it. No one cares about that. Talk about your, your passion and why you're doing this. Yeah. How has that affected someone's life? You know, mm-hmm. if somebody lost their spouse and, you know, didn't have enough to make ends meet, you know, getting into the, the little niches of these stories really brings forward the reality of the value of what you have to offer. And so sharing stories, you know, telling them in a a different way in order to pull in somebody's interest to to get get their interest and and hold on to it enough that they want to follow you because your Mm -hmm. stories are interesting or meaningful. And, you know, it's like that personal injury attorney, you know, you see that billboard on the highway all the time. But until you have a need where it hits home, you you know, that's when you want to make sure if you're that personal injury attorney, that you're top of mind because you've shared how you've helped people. You know, it it makes a difference than just a name and a number. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people do that well, well and poorly in the affiliate marketing space with the Isogenics and those kinds of companies. And the ones who do it well, they tell stories about, you know, this is this is Susie. She lost 22 pounds before she got on the program. She had this back problem and this and that. And and here's that. And then, of course, the, the flip side of the way to do it poorly is, hey, I just joined this and you should buy my product and help me achieve this goal and um, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. And uh, oh, and, and join the program, make lots of money. Right. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, and so the difference between, between uh, whether fact, facts tell, stories sell. And of course, nobody believes your facts anyway. I think that's a huge thing to remember as well. If, well, they're out you, there all over the place. So everybody that sells what you sell is putting those same canned things. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's a challenge that a lot of people that are into um, multi-level marketing have. You know, they'll get a website, but it's the same cookie cutter website that everybody else who's at your level has. Mm-hmm. So how do you differentiate yourself so that you stand out, so that people are drawn to you versus the others? Yeah. And, and so I, I imagine it's probably pretty time intensive if somebody, you know, if you're a solopreneur and you want to be on multiple platforms, you want to do this whole, because you need, you know, your Facebook and your Twitter, and then you probably need a blog to have some content to drive to, you need the website, you need all this. Um, so obviously the solution is to call Karen Etchells at Invest Digital Marketing and and hire you to do it. But if, if maybe they're not in a place to hire someone yet, or they're um, just kind of just getting started, what where would you say someone should start to to build a brand if they have either no brand or they're just starting a business and they've got, you know, maybe two nickels to rub together and a computer to use. Well, that's the topic that I'll be speaking about at the upcoming conference 21. What a segue. Um, (laughs) Yes, It's about content marketing and how do you create a consistent presence for your brand online? You want to attract and retain followers and turn them into customers. So that's my topic. And, you know, you know, I don't mind telling others how they can do what I do for them because as their business starts to grow and they're consumed with running that business, they may then be able to afford to outsource the marketing and put it in capable hands. So Mm -hmm. by putting out my expertise in what I do and even giving tips and, and information on how I do it, they realize that it isn't that easy and it takes a lot of depth of knowledge to do it well and and to really plan out the content because we use content calendars that, you know, target all areas of business that that person or brand is offering. So it's the planning and putting in systems behind it that help make it manageable. Yeah. And I, I actually uh, touched on another point because I, I know some people say, oh, I, I don't want to share my secrets. I don't want to give too much away for free. And and my philosophy has always been I'll basically give everything I know away because as a coach, what's valuable is me working with you on your particular problem, which is sure. my time. But my knowledge is the same knowledge that 100 other people have because I learned it from them. Um, so, so, you know, I, talk a little bit about the importance of kind of giving away the knowledge in order to to uh, generate the trust and and help people grow. I don't mind putting it out there because then they realize that I know my stuff Mm -hmm. and they may or may not want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they're like, Oh, that much is involved in in putting a content calendar together. Um, That takes a lot of time. Uh, I don't know if I want to stop running my business to do that. Mm -hmm. So by putting it in capable hands and they know that, you know, I'm going to, reach out to them periodically, but they don't have to do all the work, but I want to make sure that I'm on brand, that we have the right voice, that we're staying within the, you know, the aesthetic that they want to get across, like on Instagram, for example, Um, all of those details are are covered. And, you know, when I first start working with somebody, there's a lot of communication back and forth, but then after a while, they're like, she's got it. 
you know, and they can they can do other things and focus on other parts of their business because they've brought me up to speed. You know, they know that I'm familiar with their offerings. Um, but but at the same time, for smaller businesses that aren't quite there, you know, you can start to do it yourself. But as your business grows, you want to put yourself out there more. You want to elevate the level of content that you're putting out there because if you're rushing around and just saying, "I got to post something today," the quality's probably not going to be there. Yep. Yeah. So. Definitely. That's definitely true. I can tell you from experience. Uh, I mean, I've seen seen it uh, in others. Certainly not sure. me. Definitely not me rushing around. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, and 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 it's great that you you do share that. I. I to me, that that's a sign of of quality that someone's willing to share their content. Because I found those people who are who are I'm not going to share what I do because I've got a proprietary formula. Now, unless you're Coca Cola, and and you've got you know a secret recipe, I've I've yet to meet someone who I talked to personally who said I'm not going to share that information. Who actually had anything to hide, uh, you know, worth hiding. They they had the same product that everyone else did, or if they didn't, I had no way of knowing because they were so secretive about their super secret formula that I would never buy from them because I can't tell what differentiates them. Yeah. Whereas, whereas I've met other people who are you know, brilliant, very accomplished uh, and sharing tremendously valuable knowledge for free because they know the right person's going to hear this and say, Oh yeah. Based on all this, I could absolutely take everything you give me and replicate what you do. And I don't want to, you yeah. only charge how much done. Here's a check. Let's go <laughs> yeah, right, do it right. for me. Well, I think what it is, is the value of time. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it, It's how much time will it take you to dive into this subject matter? And, and I mean, with anything, it's whether you outsource marketing or you need a bookkeeper or any kind of support you need for your business to grow. After a certain point, if you want to continue to grow your business, you can't wear all the hats yourself. You have to delegate. You want to make sure it's in good hands, but you only have so much time. And that's, that's the issue. And that's what I help people to, they can claim that time back where they were spending on social media. And I'll tell you one thing with, with stories growing and all kinds of video format right now, video editing is super time consuming. So if mm -hmm. you can find a way to manage that and put your content out in that format, you're, you're really going to get more eyeballs and build a following more quickly. But wow, it does take a lot of time to put those together well. Yeah, well, and, and that's one of the challenges is when things get easy, everyone does it. You know, the, yeah, the old, the old joke about, you know, if it was easy, everyone would do it. And Facebook and live live video is really easy. Like I can pull my phone out, hit the live button and, and be on there. And I remember when it first started, I would get dozens, sometimes hundreds of people watching. And now I'll get six because everyone's doing it. So I'm up against anyone with a cell phone uh, for for that kind of content. And and so if if you do have something professionally produced or, you know, you need that edge. Uh, and it, it sounds like you you provide that edge to people to stand out in the noise because there's a bit of noise on social media. There certainly is. There certainly is. Um, you, you know, the, the live video is one thing, but so many are afraid of that. And mm -hmm. they don't want to get into that. But yet they see the value in especially like Instagram stories. And now Facebook is allowing businesses to put out stories, but they're not giving them all of the tools like the businesses can't do video stories right now. But I think mm -hmm. it'll be coming. I mean, it's just everywhere, you know, reels and and uh, TikToks and all different formats of video is out there. It just seems to be what people 
prefer, it's how they prefer to consume media these days. So if you put out something that interests them enough that they'll follow you and being in the stories is at the top of, you know, the phone screen there, it's got prime real estate, but you've got to put out content that grabs people. Mm -hmm. That's something that we're just starting to dive into and offering that as part of our social media marketing services too. Yeah. And it sounds like that's hugely valuable, what what you do for people to to navigate the water. So I, I remember when, when Facebook first started changing, um, you know, cause when Facebook originally started, it was just growing. They added pages, they added groups, they added things and people were like, Oh, it's just gonna get better forever. And then the first time it changed in a way that wasn't better, um, you know, reducing how many people would see your posts or, um, shifting sure. from groups to page or change the, the identities of groups and pages and whatnot. And people got upset. They're like, what? You're changing my platform. It's not your platform, dude. It's Zuckerberg's go. platform and he can change it whenever he wants. Uh, and so it is a full-time job to stay on top of how is Facebook changing? How is Instagram changing? How is LinkedIn changing? What's TikTok? What's the other new thing? You know, what's yeah. coming behind TikTok? Always. Always Tumblr, changing. Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and, and so rather, you know, is it worth, is it worth your time if you're not a social media professional? Uh, you know, just like, is it worth your time to, to stay up on the tax code? You hire an accountant to do that. <laughs> you know, you pay an accountant a few thousand dollars to do that for you instead of spending a week reading all the the updates from the IRS. Wouldn't make any sense to do that. So why 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 would someone with a successful business um, do that for social media? Right, right. And just like you said too, I mean, you you might get upset when social media platforms change, but that's all the more reason why you need to have a solid website because that's one area that you can control. You can control mm-hmm. the user experience. You can control the way information is presented there. And, and you know, if something's not working, you can edit it, switch it around, move it, and, you know, make it so that the user experience is more streamlined and works better and, and more leads will be coming in. You have the power there. You don't have the power to necessarily so much to move things around in how Facebook has your profile you know, situated. You you have different templates mm-hmm. available to you, but you're still you're in their system. So being flexible is is certainly um you, you know some something you have to do in in embracing the change. But you still want to be there because so many people, like even B two B people, will say to me, um you, you know I'm I'm looking to do business to business. What you know I, I don't think Facebook is the place for me. And I and I say <laughs> in response. Everybody in business is spending time on Facebook personally. So, you know, you can build an audience there. It's just in how you craft your message so that it's interesting or entertaining or inspiring in some way that you're going to make people want to follow you because people don't want anything pushed down their throats. <laughs> you know, yeah. So. yeah. And yeah, it's funny. People think, you know, Facebook is a place for personal, LinkedIn is a place for business. I make far more business connections on Facebook than LinkedIn. I make yeah. hardly, I mean, I'm on LinkedIn. I make posts, I'm engaging with people. I try to message them, but I make so many more connections on Facebook than, like, I, I don't think I've got a single, I, I recruited many of the speakers for Conference 21 through Facebook uh, wow. or networking, of course. That, that's I think different I got, for everybody. That's different you know. for, for every niche business and, and yeah. you know, who they connect with and how they connect. But I've, I've heard both ways, you know, that LinkedIn is my preferred platform or others where, you know, it, it's a different place. But, you know, it's interesting. Some, some areas like TikTok is fairly new. There are a lot of more businesses on it now, but there are attorneys and dentists and mm-hmm. plastic surgeons 
that are putting out their message on TikTok and becoming extremely popular because the waters aren't so muddy there yep. for those in that those fields. Yeah. Well, and, and TikTok has that the thing like Instagram does where uh, I I don't know if you can share, but if you can share, it's it's not quite as it's it's more arcane than than Facebook, um, and it has to be video content, so you can't just share a simple meme. Yeah. And yeah. so because it's more complex and arcane, it's harder to hack. It's a barrier um, for many to, to yep. pop into it, yeah. Yep, and and if there's a barrier and you can get past that barrier, you end up in a rarefied space, and right. that's always Less where you want to be. Less competition. hmm yep. Yeah, so quality content does make the difference. So yep, if absolutely. If you're putting out mediocre stuff, and then you say, well, it's not working for me, it's because, you know, there's competition. You have to mm-hmm. enlighten people or educate them or entertain them in a better way. Yeah, yeah. Cars don't work. Every time I drive one, it hits a curb. It's the card's fault. Uh, no, I don't think it's the card, buddy. Yeah, there's something about the, the platform there. Um, yeah. So we're very excited to have you at Conference 21, speaking of which, and I think it could be very valuable, um, you know, valuable talk about uh, about social media and things people need to know about it. So I'm glad to have you there and exciting to have you back on the show. Um, I, th- I think this is somewhere between the 50th and 60th episode. This will be once it, I collate it in and put it out. So um so that means that you know your your uh, periodicity is about every sixty episodes. We'll have you back for like episode one twenty. <laughs> yes. Um, so that'll be in twenty twenty two. When twenty twenty two will be an entirely different time from when we record this in January twenty twenty one. People immediate. Per- we might actually be sitting face to face when we record our next interview. Absolutely, you never know. How <laughs> crazy! Hopefully, would that, be? that would be that would be nice. Yeah, except ironically, I have better technology for this remote interview than I do for a face to face interview now. Yeah. Um, just cause yeah, I need to get another microphone and figure out how to put those both in my laptop. And, um, whereas I, I've, there's, there's so much technology that makes things easier, uh, in this virtual space. You don't have to worry about, you know, distance and time and space. I mean, that's one of the great things Conference 21. We don't have yeah. to rent a hotel at the cost of thousands of dollars. We don't have to feed people. We don't have to right. put them up in hotels and fly them in. So we can have this kind of tremendous content and great speakers and charge $21. We could never charge $21 for something like this in the in person. Right. And you'll have replays too, right, Michael? So people can listen on their own time? Absolutely. Yeah. It, yeah. So the, the plan was, because this is going to be four four concurrent tracks, so you, you have to make a choice in each spot who you see. So the thought was, well, we'll record them and you could listen to them again. And then I realized that almost creates this kind of learning library, uh, which is great for the audience. You know, if someone goes to your talk and they really like it, they want to listen to it again, they can go back and listen. Uh, or if they miss it, they can listen to it again. And it means from one conference to the next, they'll have the chance to kind of go back and be like, oh, let me go learn something. Oh, I'll go listen to another Conference 21 talk. You know, the one that I right. missed. So it'll or really be this. missed the point, can hear yeah. it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. If, if the kids came in, you know, screaming at you, well, well the, the key point was, and now I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do to build your social media platform. Mom, mom. That happens. That happens. Let's get that on the replay. (laughs) So, yeah, it's one of the 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 upside is uh, that that you can connect with all these people. The downside is you're at home and uh, doesn't always have the yes. Of course, you always you know take your laptop into the car or um some sort of isolated location. Yep, hide away. Yep, (laughs) or or rewatch it at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's also 
possibility. So yeah, all kinds of things technology does for us. It's very exciting. Uh, and of course, people can find that at conference21.com, where tickets are only $21. What a deal. So uh, it's been great having you on the show. Are there any final uh, thoughts you would like to leave with, with people? And how do they get in touch with you? Sure. Um, well, at the conference, I will speak about content marketing, what it is and why it works, elements of brand recognition, how to develop a content strategy, and I'll give simple tips on how to create content consistently. So awesome. that's the why, why you should listen to, to my segment on Conference 21. And, um, and anyone who's interested in uh, growing their business online, uh, build, building a website, uh, search engine optimization, or social media management, or video marketing, and growing their personal brand, that's just what I do. And you can check online at innovast.com. That's I-N-N-O-V-A-S-T.com. That's where you'll find me. And the great thing about being a web design company is that, is I assume innovast.com is a sample of your work. Well, it is. And, and there is a page there where you can see examples of our past projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's great because you can actually see like, oh, I can see the flow here. I can see how this, how this right. draws me in. Yeah. I can. Although the interesting thing with marketing is you can't always tell how it's working on you. Because there's, there's some marketing where I'm like, oh, this is so annoying. And I almost <laughs> bought it. So yes, it's annoying, but it works. And so that's why they do it. Um, yeah. Although there's ways that aren't annoying that can be effective as well. So, but, uh, but yeah, but it's a great, it, it's great because people can actually see what you do, look into your website. Yeah. Uh, and then at Conference 21, they can learn more from you. Um, absolutely. And, and connect with me. I'm open to connections. So absolutely. I have a Calendly um, link on, on my website and, um, Anybody can request a, a consultation if they have a business that they're looking to grow and they want to see if I'm the right fit. Um, be glad to talk. Fantastic. Well, it's been great to have you on here. Hopefully people got a good sense of, of who you are and, um, and why they should come see you in February on the internet from the comfort and comfort, safety and low cost of their own homes. Uh, so thank you very much for being on the show and that website again for you is uh, innovast.com, I-N-N-O-V-A-S-T. .com, and that's going to be in the show notes. And Conference 21 is conference21.com. We make it easy for you. So thank you, Karen, for being on the show. Thanks, Michael. Once again, another great interview with Karen Etchell. I think we'll just do that every 60 episodes or so, right? Seems like a good pattern. Uh, again, her website is www.innovast.com. And she knows all about social media marketing, website design, so much great stuff. And if you want to learn more from her, go to conference21.com. I think I mentioned that once or twice during this podcast, right? Conference21.com, 21 bucks, dozens of speakers, lots of networking. I know you've heard about it, so why haven't you signed up yet? You probably already did. But if you haven't, do so. In the meantime, if you have not subscribed to this podcast, I hope you will. On whatever platform you're using, subscribe. If you're on iTunes or one of those lets you give a review, I love those reviews. Those reviews are hugely valuable because they help the algorithms decide who to tell people about this podcast. So if you're enjoying it, if you got something from it, please do rate, review, and share. Put it on social media. Be like, hey, check out this great new podcast I listened to. Or great new episode. I guess the podcast went around for a while. But check it out. This guy's pretty cool. You'll like it. And also, check out my motivation podcast, motivation.guyknowsaguy.com. Daily motivation. Got some music. Got some motivation. Got something to get you fired up. Quick little hit 
It's like two, three minutes every morning. Just give you that little burst of energy first thing in the morning. Check that out. All right, that's all we got because we're going to have a bunch of episodes dropping this week with Conference 21 coming up. So I got to get back to producing those. But uh, enjoy these credits. And then check your feed because there's probably another episode right after this one for you to listen to as well. I'm Michael Whitehouse thanking you for listening and reminding you that it's not who you know, it's what you know and how much you're willing to help them. I think that's what I say in the credits, right? Reminding you again. Anyway, here's some credits. This is the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast with Michael Whitehouse. Segment introductions by Rowan Whitehouse. Our theme song is composed by Patrick Howard of Four Unicorns Design. Other music was Bits and Bites by Klaus Appel and Summer Ambient Piano by Raphael Crook of filmmusic.io. Find us on the web at www.guywhoknowsaguy.com. Questions can be submitted in written form or as an audio file to michael at guywhoknowsaguy.com. If you've enjoyed this show, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. You can also follow The Guy Who Knows a Guy on Facebook at facebook.com slash the guy who knows a guy. If you know someone who may enjoy this episode or the podcast as a whole, we welcome you to share our links with them. Thanks. I'll see you next week. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect. JV-Connect.com. That's JV connect.com December 12th and 13th 2023 we'll see you there